Welcome to the A Show. It's an affiliated Asian show for January 6, 2021. Merry 2021, everybody. And merry belated holidays. How's it been? Oh, man. What, what do you mean merry holidays? What do you mean merry? What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? I'm going to say I, I started this because uh, in UK English, people say happy Christmas. And then we've been saying happy holidays, you know, because nobody's not everybody celebrates Christmas. It's offensive. You know, you and then it's the fucking war on Christmas by liberals. You know, that shit. So I decided to simply switch up happy holidays, Merry Christmas, you know, with Merry Holidays. I thought it was a perfect, you know, balance of it. And then something new. I hope it picks up. I'm, I'm not fucking around just saying it. So, yeah, I say, oh, Merry Holidays. And then uh, Merry New Year. So, and then the definition of Merry is that. So, what are you going to do? M-E-R-R-Y. You're not getting married into it. Where you say, well, divorce 2020. You know, not that shit, right? So, anyways, uh, are you? do you feel new already? Do you think this year has provided something, you know, significantly different from 2020? You know? I, I, I just go, I, I found it hilarious when people said, fuck this year, right? Or, you know, about a week ago. I just go, what what difference does it make? January 1st is the same same day. Like, the virus didn't magically disappear. You're still a fat fuck. You're still an unhealthy fuck. What are you going to do, right? You're still beta. You're still Mitch. You're still a bitch. What are you going to do about it? You're a simp, huh? <laughs> Why am I so hard on everybody? Um, I'm, I'm just saying it. I'm just trying to motivate you, man. I'm just fucking around. What am I going to do, right? Like, I, like I'm like i not in a any better or worse situation than I was on December 31st, 2020. Other than I had to pay a rent. Therefore, I am down some money. And I haven't gotten a new paycheck yet for 2021. So, you know. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the last two weeks of the episodes that I had. I completely, it was a last-second decision to maintain a trip uh, for Christmas uh, for about a week and a half. And I completely disconnected and didn't really look at things so much. Just enjoy the time, time off. You know, it was great. And then uh, it was a last-second decision to edit all those uh, episodes that I completely forgot about and shelved for about three years. I hope we can do that again, you know, this year, this summer, hopefully, uh, in person. We can do it on a Zoom Sky, but it's it's just not the same as doing it in person. So the Euro trip, I hope that we can reunite in this 2021. Uh, and it's it's I can't believe it's been a year since I went to Australia, and it's been a year since uh, I was in Toronto last time before everything got locked down. So uh, also. By the time you hear this, I just passed the 300 day mark of my sobriety. Yay me. Um, <laughs> at this point, I just said, fuck it. I'm going to 365. And then, uh, yeah, so I, I think I'll keep that to that. And then uh, will I drink again? Absolutely, I'll drink again. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I I don't think I'll go back into the drinking to the max level. And then uh, working out. Eh, you know, I'm, I'm working out as much as I can at home. So. There's that. Okay, uh, I don't want to waste too much time because I want to mainly talk about the main topic later, which uh, is the Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, rapid fire, because uh, this is something new I'm going to do. I'm going to have, I guess, a handful number of topics and then quickly go through them and give my one-line thought and move on. So number one, Kim and Kanye, uh, divorce. Not surprised. I think it was way overdue. Too bad two kids came out of that. Uh, what else? Uh, the, the, the fucking Eminem Snoop Dogg whole beefing thing going on. 
I think it's a gimmick. I think it's I think it's a marketing scheme. I think, uh, but BK, the logic doesn't make sense. I think it's a marketing scheme. I think it's a gimmick. I don't buy that it's a legit shit. There's that. Oh, the vaccine rollout. Uh, it's been slow. You know what? I'm going to take the vaccine if you're not going to fucking take it. I've changed my mind on this already. So there's that. So, bam, bam there's a rapid fire topics that I just went through that had made absolute no fucking sense. But uh, it just went through. Uh, oh, there's uh, one more short topic I want to talk about. The Bachelor. The new Bachelor. I'm glad it's on Mondays, not on Tuesday, so I can record the show earlier on Tuesday evenings. Uh, I, I I never see more token black dude. <laughs> and then uh, he's gonna pick a white girl. And then uh, without hearing the full spoiler, the spoiler that I was told is that yes, he picked the white girl. I just go uh huh. So Asians get screwed out. Ivan should be the first black, first Asian Bachelor on this show, not fucking Matt James. So I'm mad about that. The guy has never fell in love, but he wants to find a wife. This motherfucker play, played a D1 football, but he was hurt the first three years. So, you know, that's why he only has nine games under the books. You know, unfortunate that he got hurt. But, you know, he's half black. He grew up with a white mother. You know, it's like a Barack Obama, except he's a fucking Republican. Am I hating on him because he's a Republican? No. I just don't. You know, like, I can't believe ABC had the fucking gall, you know, after all the... You know, shows they have Fresh Off the Boat, Blackish. Now we have a uh, Mixed-ish or some shit, the new show coming out. You know, the Goldbergs and all that, Middle, all those shows. And yet, the reality show that they fucking put out here is the token dude who has the same feels and goes on the same field trip and then a fucking same, you know, beta simp bitch Mitch moment that we're having and the same girls. And I just go, can't, can't, why can't you do... A character that just like, that's not the same trope that we've seen for 20 years. Why can't we just do that? You know? Give me the realest Bachelor. If that was going to be a black dude, great. Why do you have to bring the white people emotion and then the typical white people shit just under a black and white skin? Huh? I mean, is this guy going to get into the depth? The only unique thing that I've seen from the first episode is, first of all, we had 32 girls. Ladies, it used to be 25, and it went up to 30, then it went up to another 32, like we're in the fucking NFL, or some kind of NHL expansion, you got the Vegas Golden Knights, and then the Seattle Kraken coming, okay, 32, I go, why do we need 32 teams, why do we need 32 women, if you're not gonna get to all of them, it makes no fucking sense, and this only thing, unique thing he did in the first episode on Monday was, guys, let's pray, I go, oh, fucking Christ, roll my eyes around, you know, and what 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 is what is this supposed to represent? You know, from the previews and editings of it, this guy just cries like a little bitch, like all the other motherfucking bitches on the show and the Mitches on the show. He's never been in love. Unlike at least Taisha's been married. At least other people went through this process, so they're just the retread of the same thing. I've never been in love. I'm a Republican, but I'm looking for a wife. Uh huh. It's a fucking divorce waiting to happen. This motherfucking moron, you know. And then this guy fucking drops tears and all that shit. I just go like, and then he's going to pick a white woman. I just get the vibe. And I just go, what have we accomplished? I want Ivan. Fuck this motherfucker. So, all right. Speaking of the characters and the, the imperfection and the perfection. You know, I, I, as I, as much as I want the realist, perfect bachelor, bachelorette, you know. Uh, speaking of perfect, I think the only perfect girl, just a side note, that I've seen is Abigail from Oregon. 
But for some, I, she looks like he's she's got that genuine, you know, look, whatever. She looks genuinely kind and a nice person. And then the Matt James gave the first fucking rose. But then I said the last person I saw that I thought was a very nice person and had the presence of a genuine good was Lauren Bushnell, LB, who's also fucking from Oregon. So I just go, why can't every fucking Oregonian girl is a fucking angel in this show? What the fuck? But anyways, uh, and then the... Yes, back to the main topic I want to talk about, which is Wonder Woman 1984. I just, just, uh, just a disaster of a fucking movie. Um, I saw it two, three days ago, and it it got so bad that I wanted to revisit some of the other movies, like Captain Marvel and the sequel trilogy, because I've also caught the last of the uh, the Rise of Skywalker, the last of the sequel trilogy of the Star Wars. The end of Ray's journey, emo Rand's journey, and I just, I just wanted to look at it from why these movies have absolutely got shattered, and I think I got the answer. So it's the underdeveloped character and all that stuff, but mainly, how it is it underdeveloped, BK? What does it mean? See, the problem, problem with Captain Marvel. Is she came out of nowhere without any preceding establishment that Captain Marvel is a perfect superhero. She just came out of nowhere and then just became that, which is why people got pissed off, along with Brie Larson's personality. She's playing into the gimmick too much instead of the herself being into the gimmick. You know, you can't, you cannot, you know, I hope that makes sense. Look, you need to play a character. And your personality should come into the fictional character that you're playing. It shouldn't be the other way. Uh, and then Wonder Woman, I think Gal Gadot, is, with her genuine personality, uh, has legitimately shown that, you know, you know she, she, Gal Gadot is a perfect Wonder Woman into the fictional character. It just puts her real, real self into another 150%. Now, Rey, the main character in the Star Wars sequel trilogy, it, you know, there are a lot of problems with the developments in there too. Only character, new character that worked out so well, I would say, is Emo Ren, the Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, obviously. But Kylo Ren is not the number one. But when it comes to the development and consistency, it somehow became him, not Rey. Ray got pivoted it into fucking being into some fucking shit. I I'm sorry, like Ray is utterly un, underdeveloped and rushed through. Like the last Jedi, like and then the last Jedi where she got trained to be a Jedi because she happens to have a force. And how does she have a force? I would rather keep her a random character in a galaxy instead of oh, she's actually a granddaughter of Emperor Palpatine. I go, where did this shit come from? You know, you're trying to play into nostalgia too much. And Daisy Ridley, is she playing, is she like Brie Larson? No, 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 not at all. But complete contrary. But I just, I just get, get mad thinking about that. You know, I just go, how underdeveloped this character is, yet you give her the perfect score. And then the plots absolutely don't make sense whatsoever. Wonder Woman, on the other hand, came in with an absolute shoo-in. She is the perfect superhero. She is semi-god, the demigod, and then the meta-human, right? She is a meta-god, to be honest, you know? 
compared to the rest of them. Because unlike, you know, Captain Marvel and Rey Skywalker come out of nowhere, out of thin air, Wonder Woman at least got established through Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. Dude, she motherfucking hung with uh, Doomsday. She motherfucking got into toe-to-toe with fucking Superman, Carl. And yeah, and then Wonder Woman comes along and then say, yeah, where she come about? The origin story. Great. It was better version of Captain America, the first Avenger. I was expecting this movie to be the Winter Soldier, you know, to transitional phase. You know, while we understand what the capabilities of Captain America is and has been. And knowing, you know, they kind of hyped this movie up into nostalgia of 1984 but then it also established in my head that, okay, this is in-between period. This is not a sequel. This is not a prequel. But it's more of in-between. Between Cole. Between Cole. All right? Let's call it that. Because we know that she survived 66 years after the first Wonder Woman movie, after the World War One, She somehow treads along and went through the society into 20, 2015, 2016 period. With Batman versus Superman. So all they had to do is this perfect character who somehow survived 90 years. How she do in between? It should have been a fill-in-gap layup story. And we know what Wonder Woman is capable of. So instead of keep playing into the her perfection, they decide to level her down, which made absolute no sense at all. This is like watching WWE. And go, BK, you and you're wrestling again. What are you talking about? Look, 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 look. The reason that wrestling was so popular is because the characters in the wrestling became believable and utterly entertaining because it was believable. Let me give you an example. You have, pick any name that you know. Hulk Hogan. Pre-racism Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Undertaker. The Rocks. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Look, they they were bigger than the company themselves, and they beat everybody along the way. You know, Undertaker. We know it's an Undertaker. You know, it's a dude who happens to be six foot ten. Mark Calloway played us into the gimmick, and he's been fantastic. And we believe it. And the way they booked each Vince McMahon booked every single one of these characters from the eighties into the two thousands is that they overcome all the adversities. And they keep leveling up into their power level. And yes, they have their downfalls also with the bigger opponent coming up. Hulk Hogan, for example, somehow got Ultimate Warrior along the way. Undertaker got a Brother Kane. You know? You know, Rock had Stone Cold got Mr. McMahon and then Rock along the way. And that became a rivalry. And then the Rock, you know, went away on his own. But then he had Brock Lesnar. They had the passing of the torch. So on and so forth. But then ever since those characters went away, even John Cena, like WWE got into this fucking mindset that nobody's bigger than the company. Therefore, we're going to just, you know, neuter everybody along the way. And I saw the same fucking problem with Wonder Woman in 1984. Like Patty Jenkins should be blamed for this. And I think it's just, it's only fair. As much as she brought the legitimacy back into DCEU in 2017, 
She knocked it down. I'm so sorry. This is this was awful. She decided to take up the mantle of the writer role, the screenplay. And I think the writing makes absolutely no sense. After the first 15 minutes, I'm not going to go over every single thing that every other review said has said the last two weeks, last two and a half weeks. But my problem was it's okay to have a perfect character. It's okay to be a perfect woman. That's why we're watching this. You establish that this is in between period. And none of those, 1984, or she's in a transitional period, or any of that has ever come to a full fruition. Acting's been great. The villains made absolutely no sense at all. To be honest, if the villains are going to be squashed, it's okay to have, to have them be squashed. But what they ended up doing was they leveled them up into a cockamaniac level. Max Lord is somehow given a fucking Bruce Almighty responsibility through this imaginary stone with no explanation whatsoever how this motherfucker found out about this stone and all this shit. Kristen Wiig's character with Cheetah. You know, it's just Michelle Pfeiffer, Jamie Foxx, Jim Carrey, all those beta sims becoming a supervillain out of nowhere, out of a wish, chemical, experiment, whatever. But it just, I'm sorry, I just didn't buy Kristen Wiig. And I'm sorry, like, I didn't buy Max Lord. Mandalorian was a great fucking actor in this. Kristen Wiig did a great job holding up to it. And, but, uh, but none of that made fucking sense. You know, and none, I don't think any of the actions, action scenes and their power levels were fully earned. Make them earn their fucking power, you know? Thanos as a supervillain as a whole. He earned and he had his right justification as to why he was chasing something. The best heel, the best enemy, or the best badass villain is the one that acts with the conviction and the full justification that is fully explained and be able to communicate. You're not a dumb villain. You're, you're not a dumb villain, especially up against the perfect superheroes, which is why Thanos was great. Let's not even get to Thanos. Let's get to fucking other smaller examples in MCU. Like Jeff Bridges' character in the first Iron Man. We got the backstory as to why we got the Iron Man's first opponent within the Stark industry. We got that established. Even the second Iron Man movie, which wasn't great, with Mickey Rourke's character and then the the other the mirror reflection, the bad version of Tony Stark, it made sense. We knew where they're coming from, and their power levels and their their intelligence were fully justified. Uh, same for wrestling. You're like, you have the Stone Cold, and then the Rock came along. You got Triple H come along. But them when they were heels, the villains, it made sense how they contrasted the superhero that seems utterly perfect in front of them. It just made sense. And especially if you have a transitional villain, which Max Lord and Cheetah are, instead of, oh, they could come back. Then you should appropriately level them at that power level. Like The Rock had Triple H as a longtime nemesis, yet, you know, there was a booking to get the Mr. Ass Billy Gunn in there. And politics and all that aside, 
Billy Gunn was booked as an opponent, and then he got squashed because, you know, it wasn't a long, viable, long-term, viable villain. It was a transitional villain. That's how wrestling is fascinating. It's a simple good versus evil story. Hero versus the equally bad, you know, heel. The baby face versus the heel. Good story. There are clear winners and clear losers. We know what the motives are and what drives them. There's a championship belt. The championship belt in this case, was it the stone in Wonder Woman 1984? Uh, to a degree, yes, but then it just disappeared. All right. What is the ultimate prize to get to you know, establish the god level here? I thought it could have been the golden armor that they showed. You know, that Wonder Woman had you saw in the fucking trailers. I mean, they promoted this belt as that utterly prestigious, revered item that saved the Amazonians from evil men from the old legacy olden days. But yet the fucking cheetah who got the superpower out of fucking nowhere still starts shredding this fucking wing of the golden fucking armor. And I just go, what the fuck? What was the point of the golden armor? It made no sense at all. At least, even the Transformers, the second movie, where Optimus, ironically, the Smith, from the Smithsonian plane Transformer, the old 1930s Transformer, decides to sacrifice itself for the Prime to give an extra wing and the armor to fight Megatron and the rest of the monsters, the Starscream and those guys in the second Transformers movie. It was justified to give Optimus Prime that armor. The legacy armor. The legacy transformer. And that wasn't even a good movie. You know. It was probably as equally as bad as 1984. But none of these props made sense. The championship becomes meaningless. Why did you have that golden belt. That like. Oh. This is the belt. That. You know. Pat Patterson wore. This is a belt. That Ricky the Dragon Steamboat had. Ric Flair had. Sting had. All that shit. Yeah, you just squash it like it's nothing. That's what they did to the fucking golden armor in this fucking movie. That made no absolute sense at all. Why did you even bring it in the first place? Just to sell more toys? If you're going to sell toys, do it right. This is some WWE level awful writing. You know? It's like, instead of leveling up everybody or keeping your main character strong, you decide to just dilute him. Why? I have no idea. WWE has its corporate reason, which is we cannot have anyone bigger than the corporation itself. Well, Wonder Woman couldn't be bigger than fucking DC and AT&T at this point anyway, because it's already a property. So why did they book it this way? Then to me, only thing it points to is lazy writing and then running out of time and getting rushed into doing it. See, the theme of the movie got established weird right off the bat, despite the awesome sequence they had. The old Diana Prince. The young Diana Prince. The truth is the only real thing in the world. The reality is all that matters. You can't cheat. You can't lie. You can't hide from the truth. Okay. The fucking truth of this fucking movie is Wonder Woman is a perfect hero who makes it into 2014, 2015, 2016. Instead, they decided to you know, get into the vulnerability, overcoming fear. Of Diana Prince by half ass, you know, dangling this wish stone and this fucking her wish to be loved by Steve Trevor. So you were just simping for fucking 66 years? What the fuck? You just lowered her into a fucking idiot. You just, you just pinned her for nothing. 
You just made her look like yeah, like it's WWE booking, the parody booking. Like, oh, everybody's got to have an even storyline. Oh, everybody's got to come down to the level. You just, as soon as you're about to catch momentum, ah, nah, fuck it. I, I don't like it. You know, it's a Vince McMahon writing. Patty Jenkins became a Vince McMahon in this thing. I honestly am thankful that AT&T gave this thing for free. And another parallel that I'm going to say to the WWE with the Wonder Woman 1984 is that, you know, WWE made an interesting business decision in 2014 to put all their pay-per-view, including the WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, their big shows, the Survivor Series, SummerSlam, on their monthly subscription service. That became a costly mistake, not only from a money standpoint, but also from the content. Because what happened, the very first big show that they decided to have, WrestleMania 30, the aforementioned Undertaker, the perfect, perfect babyface superhero, especially for WrestleMania, had a, he had his 21-0 undefeated streak going into this. And Vince McMahon, out of the blue, woke up that morning and said, we're going to end the streak. And some speculation came about. Why did he do that? Well, this was the first big show. One of the theory, fan theory, is that they wanted to give people the reason to buy the WWE Network. So they decided to give a shock. You cannot miss this. You can have a historic moment like this if you have the WWE Network. Hindsight 2021, that was a bad booking decision. Undertaker was never the same. And the WWE Network really never got better because Vince McMahon started ADDing and started booking so stupid. I would say the same thing about HBO Max and Wonder Woman 1984. You gave a bad content to lure people in to establish yourself as the best next to Netflix uh, Disney Plus. Give me a fucking break. This they're gonna they le- not only left whole lot of money on the table, which Disney Plus smartly and Disney decide to smartly shelve Black Widow, another female superhero driven ser- uh, movie solo movie finally, and decide to trade it off with Mulan, which wasn't as great. HBO when full retard on this on my in my opinion only thing that i learned about hbo max and this wonder woman experiment i already got this free because i have a gigabit internet with at&t is that they're capable of distributing 4k hcr through dolby atmos movie on hbo max i was so glad i go oh okay so they are capable i talked about this in the Snyder Cut episode and why AT&T is going to be the next GE. Go listen to those episodes. But the fact that I'm paying 50, I might be paying or I'm using a service that's supposedly $15 a month but can't give the highest quality, projection level quality, technology, picture onto my fucking expensive screen that Netflix has done for five, six years is fucking laughable. But they proved with this one they did it. Disney Plus found a way to make people pay for Mulan in the beginning. They couldn't. My guess is HBO Max fucking gave up trying to come up with a payment system in time. I would have held off this Wonder Woman 1984 as a business person. I would have not 
giving away this movie for free if I were AT&T. I'm glad that I saw it for free because after watching this movie, I don't want to pay. It just confirmed my suspicion that AT&T doesn't know how to do business. Warner Brothers absolutely fucked up and they continue to fuck up without the right showrunner that Kevin Feige is around for MCU at least with a single voice. And even amongst Disney, it's hilarious how MCU is doing great, but Star Wars fucked up until Mandalorian came along in the sequel trilogy. You know, there is a single vision needed. There is a unifying voice, a decisiveness needed. And from the Wonder Woman 1984, I just didn't buy it. Just like The Bachelor with Matt James, with a token black dude acting that he's black. Granted, it's a little early in the season. I, I, I thought it was an awful virtue signaling from AT&T at many levels, which shows me that they're still incapable of running this thing. They're incapable of producing a good storyline. And I thought they made a bit of a bounce back with Aquaman, a little bit of with Shazam, and then the first Wonder Woman. But this definitely sets them back. I'm more disappointed that this became a Thor 2 rather than a Captain America Winter Soldier. Iron Man 2 was better than this, man. And it just, it's utterly disappointing. And then I'm going to put the blame on Patty Jenkins and the rest of the AT&T. And they said what? They need to make $500 million to break even or break some minor profit? Jesus Christ, you spent all that money to give this? Are you fucking shitting me? I'll be fucking livid if I were an AT&T investor. And they gave this away for free. Oh, okay. You're going to give the rest of the movies away next year to free too. To be honest, I, I wasn't going to pay. I, it just confirmed that I don't need to pay for this because it's not a good quality. If it's a good quality, I would pay for it. I, I don't know. People would have been more mad. Maybe they knew that this wasn't a good movie, so they decided to just give it away. I mean, good for them. They had the gall to do it, but they better fucking make up for this shit now. Because Aquaman 2, the next Batman, whatever the fuck that is with, uh, what, what, what's his face? Uh, Patterson in it. I mean, it better be fucking great. Joker has nothing to do with DCEU. But I'm like, alright, it's pretty dis- fucking jointed. Suicide Squad 2 better be fucking great. I mean, they're doing the monkey see, monkey do instead of providing a unique perspective. The 1984 was a great nostalgia gimmick. I guess they wanted to play stick to the stereotype of the, you know, the Tim Burton Batman and then the old Superman with that kind of like campiness and then sort of the same stereotype into it. If you're going to do it, go all the way. And if you're going to do it, Wonder Woman should have been perfect, not like this. And 1984, it was just a gimmick. It had nothing to do with it. Max Lord didn't have to be 1984. It could have been 1999. You know, Cheetah didn't have to be 1984 at all. None of those styling came into play. And I'm not mad at the Steve Trevor character as much, you know, because I've seen Ghost Whisperer. So I kind of believe that, like, how the fuck did they take the body of another man? And go, I've seen Ghost Whisperer. So whatever. <laughs> Maybe it's another tribute to the 1980s movie, The Ghost, with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. I don't fucking know. But it just... It is utterly disappointing. It should have been a transitional movie with transitional villains. 
with the perfect Wonder Woman. But instead, they decide to level her down with dumbass vulnerabilities that made absolute no sense with less action. Anyways, I'm going to leave it there. We're off to a great, great fucking bull star, aren't we? 2021. Well, subscribe the show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, uh, whatever pod thing you use, you'll find me. Uh, the AA Show with a black, oops, with a thumbs up. I just knocked down my sound box here. Email me at a-show at outlook.com. I haven't seen my email, I'll be honest, in three weeks. It's been a long holidays. Uh, a-show at outlook.com. And then uh, we'll check back next week with the episode 199. Holy shit, I wear we're getting up on 200 fast. I completely forgot about it. Anyways, thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day for the week. And, uh, we'll check out next week.